Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Chris. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey man, man, it has been a very tiring couple days. <laughs> it, I, I tried to explain to my boss, because um, he's like, how is like worrying about gaming news this tiring? And I'm like, I don't think you understand, like... Usually it's doled out little by little, but this has been, you know, it's it's just like concentrate. I think, you know, I think it'd be like if uh, so the way to describe it would be. So imagine if the college football playoff was like 32 teams and they literally did like each round in a single day. So yeah, it'd be yeah, like exactly. you got the round of 32 in one day and then the next day, like the teams just play consecutive days. Right. Like that'd be the way to describe it. And if you're a football fan, like you might think that's what you want, but that's definitely, it's not what you want. Yeah. Not at you all. You want that week break to think about, you know, John Deere's and barbecues and <laughs> analytics reports and whatever else it is that people do. Who watch football? I'm not going to stereotype, but I, that's the way to describe it. I'm actually going to write an article about that. I won't give anything away, but you kind of hit the nail on the head with uh, awesome with the uh, yeah E3. Like uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely feeling way different than I usually do after E3. But I mean, we're going to get into the whole kitten caboodle. So yeah, if you if you couldn't tell, this is the E3 episode. Uh, we are going to get into. Every press conference, for the most part, including the two little ones we had last week uh, with Destiny and Stadia. And we also, uh, because it is special to us that E3 is happening, we are doing a giveaway for this episode. Oh, yeah. If you you share this episode and you tag a friend in the comments of the post for this episode... Just one friend on any platform, uh, any social media on f- Facebook. Okay. Um, be, and if you want to on Twitter and stuff, it will count as extra entries. Cool. And you will be entered in to win a suplex to sticks Tervis. Oh, nice. Which uh, I have one. I will be posting a picture alongside the episode. It is a very nice, very nice. And how much it, um, <laughs> it's, I, I think you're supposed to tell monetary value on no, this. No, you don't stands, have to. But it's like 30 bucks. It don't matter. <coughs> oh, you dead? <coughs> I died a little he bit. He died, guys. That's but, a yes. <coughs> I I want to give back to you guys, and I appreciate you listening. And we've had a really fun time in the Discord while... E3 has been happening, so thank you to that yeah. for that also. This Discord launch <coughs> is way better than the last Discord launch we did. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a lot of reasons That's for that, okay. but we don't have to get into it. Um, so let's talk about the games, because we're, we're not even going to talk about what we played this week, even though I like I beat SteamWorld Dig 2, and it was very good. But... I don't know how I had energy to play a video game while dealing with all this news. Yeah, I don't think I did. I don't think I played anything. All right. So first off, started with Destiny last week on Thursday, the day after we record, of course. And it was kind of bonkers, man. Uh, 
they did everything they could to kind of shun and get away from what Activision made them be, possibly. With uh, and... with even with uh, hints, with like little vocal diatribes without saying Activision. They, they yeah, had, they like... they kept saying like capital R reasons. <laughs> And uh, it was really good. It gave me a lot of hope for the franchise going forward. They used the term MMO for the first time regarding the game, for the first time ever. And it's, you know, it's really going to lean into the RPG aspect of the game, which is really great. And that's what we, we've all been wanting. Uh, and it's it's still going to have the action-adventure aspects, but, you know, it's... At the end of the day, there's an end game there, and that's what you want to play. And end games are best done with RPG aspects. I feel like the initial introduction of Destiny at the Xbox presser or Sony presser, I can't remember which one. It feels like it was 10 years ago. It wasn't, but it feels like it. I feel like that's the way they were marketing the game when they first released it. Or like when they first like introduced it. I felt, at least I got those vibes. I'm like, oh, this is going to be like an MMO. Like, this So is- it was... It was always marketed as MMO-esque, but they never used that word. And they always said, it's a game where you play with your friends. Because yes. they've always, that's one of the things, like, they've been very um, careful about the marketing terms they use for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Activision was. And so it was always, because they didn't want to, they were afraid the word, the letters like MMO would scare away people. Yes. Right? Because when you think MMO, you think, you know, thousand hour games with, you know, too much grind in it, stuff like that. So Activision wouldn't let them call it an MMO. Ah, okay. So it, it was it was always close. And I could be wrong, but most of the articles I've read and you know, that looked back, it they've never used MMO, pretty sure. It's a paradox because MMOs, like certain MMOs are the most popular games in the world. Oh yeah. So, of course. I don't know. Who am I? Um, so de- not to go too far into it, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep is going to drop on September 17th. It'll kick off the third year of Destiny uh, content. And upon that launch, Destiny 2 will go free to play up to Forsaken. You'll still have to buy Forsaken. But so, sorry, it's hard to explain kind of. So Destiny 2, the base game, the story mode, all the gambit, all that stuff will be free to play, right? Yep. The what the only thing you'll be paying for now is like piecemeal stuff. Yes. So if you want to play the Forsaken campaign, you have to pay you have for to buy it. it. If you want if you've already bought it, you don't have to, don't worry. If you want to play the Shadowkeep campaign but you don't care about Forsaken, Guess what? You got it. You can just buy the Shadowkeep campaign. You don't have to buy Forsaken. I believe they use the term a la carte. Yes, that's that's what they're going for. So they're what they're going to do is, and they've already alluded to this, which is why Chris is more open to getting back into Destiny 2, um, is they are building upon the platform of Destiny 2. In my mind, what they will eventually do is probably lose the 2. Because they're going to keep building on top of yep. this. They're not going on to a Destiny 3 for some time. Yeah, which which is more marketable and exciting for me. Having only played the base launch and not touching any of the DLCs, it, it almost seemed 
like counter counterintuitive or counterproductive to get back into the game. So with yeah. with the reassurance that hey, we're we control the creative content now. You know, we're we're in control of our own destiny, pun intended. Like we're going to put life into this game and breath into this game and Destiny 3 is not even something we're not even going to allude to that and they didn't. Right. And it's also great because also on September 17th, cross saves will be enabled. Nice. So you will be able to bring your character and your save over from PlayStation to Xbox to PC. Um, I they haven't been clear on if you have to rebuy the content yet. They I think on to the different platforms. I think today they mentioned that some kind of content needed to be purchased for cross saves. Now I don't know if that means like as long as you buy one thing you can port a save over but they did okay. say that the word the word content was used in an interview with Bungie gotcha we'll have to, to we'll have to dig yeah to that. but they did it was I mean it was it was hot off the press like right before we started recording I saw uh, someone mentioned that they did say content had to be purchased but I I looked and it didn't get too deep into like exactly how that would like come to fruition right um, so it's it's going to be good, and it's going to make the game more accessible to people, and it'll be very fun, and I'm excited for one. Um, Absolutely. Because also it also makes it to where you don't have to play the base game to get a character up to a certain light level. Because now, right now, if you play it, Chris, because this is why I told you not to mm-hmm. do it, because right now, if you were to buy the stuff to get it on Xbox One, you would have to play through the campaign again. Mm-hmm. You would have to do all that to get to the tower and then begin the end game stuff yep. with me. But now, the way it's set up, you play the opening mission in the Cosmodrome from Destiny 1. It's going to be reworked, they said. Cool. And then, boom, the whole game is ready there for you. you. Go. And you can decide to do the campaign. You can decide not to, whatever. Um, so we've talked longer than about than I wanted to about Destiny 2, but um, it was all good, and that is it's really exciting, and I'm really excited to see that platform grow, because as everyone knows, I end up picking this game up religiously every two weeks, and I get back into it real deep, and then I drop it again and <laughs> get real back. Seth as well, it. who can't speak for himself, but he's also he's a true believer. Yeah. Oh, man, there's one company that used the words true believer (laughs) too much, and we'll get on to that later. Um, But Stadia came out. I don't want to spend too much time on it because it's fine. Um, But the Founders Edition is coming. They I don't think they gave a release date. I think it's in November, though. Um, And it's going to be $130, and it'll come with uh, three months of the subscription, a Chromecast Pro, and the controller, and destiny and all its expansions mm-hmm. uh and that's gonna be 130 dollars. and the sub is ten dollars a month by itself the frustrating thing with this is you still have to buy the games on top of the sub yes. so you are technically paying for a console but you're just paying for online access which i mean you do already with xbox live and but and you Switch are and sony but but you are depending wholly upon great internet for gaming. absolutely so that is the main crux of this issue. 
Um, they did have a great announcement and that Baldur's Gate 3 is being made by the same people that made Divinity 2 Original Sin. Um, that game is phenomenal and it's a great RPG and I'm very excited for Baldur's Gate 3. So good on Google for getting that exclusive announcement. That was cool, mm -hmm. but it is coming to PC, I'm sure, yeah. also. Eventually. Um, and then they said 35 megabytes down for best quality and 10 megabytes down for 720p potato quality. Huh. Um, still. I um, don't see with, 10 megabytes running 720. Like, that doesn't work on my computer. Like, if I, mean, I, if I downgrade to. I'm just, I'm just being the devil's advocate here. If, well, no, Chris, listen, we watched E3 presentations this weekend, and it was just video streaming without us interacting with the video, and the internet was good enough, and the streams weren't great. Okay. Yeah. So it's like this is still uh, – my faith is shaky. He cut me off, guys, because he knew I would talk for <clears throat> four hours. <laughs> no, because I, I, knew, I knew what you were getting at. I just I, – I trust me. I don't believe in this. Okay. I – but I, I hope it works, but um, let's get on to EA because that was the end of Stadia. They, it was pretty short and whatever and very awkward and weird. Just the information, yeah. So EA didn't have much, but they did have Star mm -hmm. Wars. Which we, which we were – we knew that would be the, the show. Yeah, and um, I mean it looks fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It it looks like Force Unleashed two, but better, but like graphics wise. Hot take. It looks beautiful. It sounds amazing. The the Star Wars music is great. The music. Whoever they got to compose for the game. Yeah, the music was definitely the best part about it. Um, I will say that apparently, people that have gotten to play it or had experiences with it already has said that it's actually more like Tomb Raider okay. where there's a lot to explore and there's backtracking and stuff. Okay. I don't know if I believe that yet, but they there's there's been some words about that. The reason that it looks so weird and stuff like that is because they had to pick linear sections yes. to show off the game. That makes sense. So... So we'll see. We'll see. I'll give it... I mean, I'm going to play this game probably. It's Star Wars. And um, it's one of my favorite franchises. And it didn't look terrible. So, <laughs> And it has a cute robot in it. So I'm kind of just, you know, I'm, a na I'm enamored. And Respawn is Respawn. Yeah, they can make good games. They they, especially you know, good campaigns. They toot their own horn. Yeah. Um, speaking of Respawn, Apex Legends Season 2 got announced. It's coming in July. The main reason I'm excited for this and bringing it up, Chris, is because I told Seth a while back, and I think I need to go back and listen, because um, I think he told me that this this game didn't need it. But the reason I did not like the first season of Apex Legends was because going through the season pass was so difficult huh. because the only way to get experience was to play the game just normal right mm -hmm. there's no way to boost through experience like in Fortnite, where there's like daily and weekly challenges mm -hmm. right so guess what they're adding with this season pass? Ah. daily and weekly <laughs> challenges 
Um, so I'm, I'm excited for that. I'll buy the season pass again. And the it looks like they definitely put more time and care into this one. And the new character looks kind of cool. So daily, daily and weeklies are, I feel like, a must in any type of game that only gets your attention by you know playing the same game over and over again. I feel like grind culture almost requires, you know, if, if you're like some people play Apex probably just for the fun of you know, you know, hanging with the boys or girls, but I think eventually everyone has some kind of saturation point where you got to have something else you're working towards. That's just me. Exactly. It's why it's why I play Destiny religiously for a month and then I stop for two because I I get to a stopping point and I have to, you know, um I have to take a yeah. break because there's nothing else to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Um so with that that was about it. There's no anthem. No anthem, uh, which is is telling. A theater, um, a theater, uh, some kind of theater for Battlefield. I mean, really, uh, really, not much. So FIFA, FIFA has a brand new mode, um, which actually, uh, to be honest, is pretty impressive, and it's not technically what everyone wants because everyone wants FIFA Street, but it's an indoor soccer. Uh, league type looking mode that looks similar to the neighborhood in 2k uh, the basketball games however the thing that concerned me was I'm not directly quoting the line but it was something along the lines of with tons of customization options and it's like uh, I'm going to be paying for those you're 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 using legalese and particular vernacular to disguise the fact that I'm either going to have to do an excessive grind to get these items or I'm going to have to buy them. There's also a progression system for the players, which is every, everybody knows who's played the 2k basketball games is to, to uh, put uh, emphasis and points into your player. You have to pretty much buy virtual currency. So I'm, I'm very disappointed that I feel like they've adopted that model, especially after all the hoopla with star Wars and microtransactions. It's just so frustrating that they're continually, trying to find a niche area where they can just prey on people. That's I, I'm not going to go too far into it. Cause David's like, dude, we got so much time to talk <laughs> about other stuff, but it, no, it's frustrating. It's I, definitely frustrating. I didn't pay attention to the sports part. So I'm glad you, and did. then you've got your Madden. It's coming. <laughs> Madden is Madden. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm just happy. E3 is a good time, man. And we're about to get into the meat yep. and potatoes. Um, so Microsoft happens. We watched Microsoft together. We did. We had a good old time. It was a good time. We did have a good time. It was, I had fun. It was a grand old time. And I ended up being slightly, I think this is my fault that I was slightly disappointed because I went in expecting a lot. I don't, uh, so you're saying it's your fault, which is a looking glass self on yourself. I was that everyone then? Because to me, social—I I mean, I've purged myself off of most social media. I trust Instagram. I don't really trust Facebook. It's just I just you know I try to be a positive dude, despite how I sound on this thing. This is probably the most negative I get in a day's work <laughs> is talking with one of my best friends, which should be really positive on a podcast and recording it for people. But I digress. 
Would you say that everyone had really high expectations then? Because to me, I'm going to throw a number out there. It's a hot, maybe it's not a hot take. I feel like it's a hot take. Judging on Facebook that I saw, Discord, and people I talked to in person, all of those people, I would say 90% of them were disappointed with Microsoft's presentation. Now that could be a hot take. I don't, I am not in the throngs of Twitter, which is where I feel you can get the best kind of social consensus. However, in my little pool, my little area of people that I surveyed, I would say about 90% of people were in some some way, shape, or form disappointed with Microsoft. I would, I mean, I, I would not, they, I've, I've seen a lot of people express some form of disappointment. I would, I, I'm actually kind of sad about that in my opinion, uh, just because I think that they did a good job, but I think that this, they're just at the end of a console cycle. Yes. And I did, I didn't quite realize this until today that it's hard to announce a bunch of games for late next year. Right. And have people excited for Mm -hmm. them when you're going to have to have, you know, launch titles for Mm -hmm. that. And when do you talk about launch titles? You know, like five months before the launch. And so it's, it's kind of hard because it's a weird dichotomy, right? You, you want to have a bunch of cool stuff to show. I'm sure that Microsoft felt a ton of pressure because, you know, Sony was gone, and so it was really their time to shine. Uh, and where they had some areas to shine, they they kind of just didn't. And we can talk about those. Mm-hmm. Um, so can, the one area they did shine. Can I ask you opinion. real quick a question? Yeah. So uh, IGN wrote an article that the future of Xbox may hinge on E3 in 2020. Do you agree? Yeah, I I do just because we're gonna see. I I don't care about power of console anymore. I care about if I can play games on them uh, that I like to play, and a lot of people I think feel the same mm-hmm. because these. I talked to my friend the other day, and what we can just spoil this part of the E3 presentation. Like they're talking about Xbox Scarlet, mm-hmm. right? And how it's going to have 120 frames per second and use the solid state drive as virtual RAM, which is a lie. That's a, There's no way to actually do yeah. that. Um, as someone who's like looked into making a PC because I have one now and I know a bunch of other friends like that's just it's just marketing stuff that they're saying to sound good. The problem with 120 frames per second, Chris is that your TV cannot refresh fast no. enough to show you 120 frames per second. You don't have a gaming monitor piece TV. No one does. So it's it's kind of like silly um, to, to tout this stuff. I think that it's going to matter to what games they show next yeah. year. So yeah, I agree with them. I agree with that statement. I think I do too. So that that's a long way to get around to saying that just because I care. I It's just because my, my opinion is I care about the games. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care about how pretty they are. Ray tracing is barely noticeable. <laughs> uh, if you say you can see it, then you're lying because you buy into hype machines. Or you're Superman. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and, and I know that there's going to be people that argue in the comments about that of, over all the things I've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> but... Um, 
it just doesn't make the game look that much different. Um, so let's talk about the games they talked about because there is one, there's a couple of really shining moments here that got me really excited. Uh, the first game they kicked off with was Outer Worlds, which is very smart because that's one of the games they talked about this year that is actually coming out this and year. And made a big and made a big splash last year. Oh yeah. Um and that's coming out October twenty fifth. I'm not entirely sure that Outer Worlds is an Xbox exclusive. Though. It's not because it was they they um they garnered the studio mid development, I feel like. So it's uh, okay, it's okay, not okay. their first yeah. exclusive. However, they are offering it on Game Pass, which is really neat. Yeah, it's a Game Pass Day One. That's something they said a bunch of times during Absolutely. This. Um especially for a couple titles I was very surprised they said it about, but we'll we'll get there. Um so Outer Worlds looks great. It looks like Fallout New Vegas in space, and from the early impressions I've seen, um it plays like it and has the same humor. So I'm fully bought into this game and I'm excited I'm as well. And we also got to see Bleeding Edge, which is the next game from Ninja mm-hmm. Theory. Um, and it's a melee four-player, 4v4 multiplayer game. Beat-em-up, I guess you could say. Not a beat-em-up, yeah. but you know, it's, it's, it seems like it's heavily built on melee. Um, yeah, it's a... It's like it's almost like if Gears of War and like Overwatch had a baby is the only like to someone who doesn't go watch the trailer, that's the only way it, I can describe it. It's kind of Overwatch. Yeah. It it felt like it with the characters, so that was interesting. We'll we'll see how it plays. Mm-hmm. We'll see if it's smooth because my issue with melee and multiplayer games like that, and one of my big issues with For Honor, still, um, and they may have fixed it over time. Was that just if someone has lag or like if the server isn't responding right, um, you you really can feel it because the game is so dependent upon precise melee combat mm-hmm. that it can get really bothersome. Absolutely. And so, yeah, that was, it, it looked cool, though. It had a neat vibe to it. Uh, kind of like a... Like, a more technological version of Sunset Overdrive, in my opinion. Uh, They showed off Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which is, this was one of my disappointments. Uh, Even though the game looked beautiful, the game looks amazing. The the issue is that's coming out February 11th, 2020. Which is uh, unfortunately forgettable. Yeah, I definitely expected this to be a shadow Mm -hmm. drop because they've shown this off, what, two years ago? At least... At least last year for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it is, it, it's fine. I'm, I mean, I'm happy about it. It looks beautiful. It and Ori 1 is very, very good. Absolutely. Oh, so, yeah. You know, um, there's a game that got Chris so excited. He le- almost leapt out of his chair, <laughs> uh, which is the Blair Witch. Absolutely, game. man. The, the issue is, is that Chris did not think it was the I Blair Witch not. game. It's that Chris thought it was an Alan Wake game. I, I was, uh, and, I'm, I, I was disappointed, but I'm still, ex- I'm still excited to play what I was looking at. Right. It still looked cool and fun to play, um, but it definitely is like, I even like we all kept saying, like, is this Alan? Aside Wake? from There's like, no way let's let's take a look. Aside from the doggo and the first person point of view, which. Xbox could easily 
decide to get with Remedy and say, hey, let's try it in first person this time. Like, aside from that, everything looked like Alan Wake. The- there was a point where there the camera was following him in third person with the flashlight, yeah. and I was like, this is Alan yeah. Wake. Um, I was like, this is... And I don't know if maybe that was a marketing ploy to be like, hey, you're not getting Alan Wake, but you're getting this game. I mean, it looked... It looked uh, the gameplay looked crisp. Graphically, it definitely looked uh, intense and spooky. I think I was screaming too much to really take it in. I'll have to go watch it again. Uh, it releases on August 30th, I believe, which is the same day yeah. that Man of Medan releases, which is a Sony exclusive. So uh, it's a, it's good on Microsoft to do some comp, do some competing, um, especially for the spoops. especially for the spoops. So uh, I'll definitely I'll give it a whirl, but. Um, I wouldn't say it was disappointing, but I definitely thought if they'd have dropped Alan Wake three on us, dude, that would have been out of this world. <laughs> yeah, that'd been nuts. So then they show off that they bought Double Fine, yes. which is bonkers. That, that is bonkers. They, I mean, I I am not huge on Microsoft buying all these studios. I mean, I'm I like it, but it's also like, man, these guys are independent, and it's kind of great that they are, but. I'm I'm really excited to see what happens with this. Tim Schafer is also a legend, so yeah. Oh, yeah. For him, for him to sign that kind of deal, he must be super reassured. Yeah, especially uh, there's a great interview between him and there's a great interview between him and Jason Schreier a while back, where you know he's just talking about the the corporate monotony and you know, being able to make the games that he wants mm-hmm. to make and stuff like that. Those like, all right, this guy, like he knows. What yeah, he absolutely. Um, and so it's, it's, I, it was definitely a nice little nod, you know, when he, when he came out and he's like, you know, Phil, whatever will, will make you a halo. <laughs> we'll do whatever DLC you want. And Phil's just like, no, we just want you to make right, good games. It wasn't and, Phil. It was, it was, um, I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, yeah, what's the the main? No, it's the main Xbox guy, Phil Spencer. It wasn't. I don't think it was Phil. I'm not sure. Oh. And so he's like, "No, we just want you to make great games." And he's like, "Oh God, thank you." <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was it was a good moment because uh, uh, I mean, if you follow gaming news, you know that Tim Schafer is, you know, he's eccentric. He's a character. He's got yeah. So. I'm excited to see what that brings. And they showed off some Psychonauts 2 stuff. Um, and I don't think that has a release date, but it might. I'm, I, of course, have so many notes. That yeah. That's if you guys are looking there. for, like, super professionalism, go read articles <laughs> of people who get paid to do it, you know? This is chit-chat. <laughs> uh, um, then one of the biggest moments of this daggum E3 for me, two of the biggest moments for this presser, had one common ground, mm-hmm. Chris. Okay. We're watching a Forza Horizon trailer. Yes. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, look, Forza Horizon DLC. I really like this one. I really liked Forza Horizon 4. It was very fun. And then all of a sudden, they all stop at a stop sign. It's like, all right, that's weird. Um, why would you just stop? And then you start to hear everything is awesome from yeah. the distance. And then Lego cars stream Which, by, like a fire truck. I mean, everything and, is awesome is synonymous with Legos. Like, yeah. you know. And so there's a Lego DLC coming to Forza Horizon 4. 
which great. It's incredible. I mean, it, it's coming this week, so I'm ready to buy it. Uh, I love playing Forza Horizon 4 casually as much as I do. And yeah, it's, huh. I'm really excited to play the Lego Absolutely. DLC. And, you know, last um, year or two years ago, they had the Hot Wheels DLC. So it's like they're they're big on getting lucrative, like interesting DLCs. Oh, of course. Yeah. And then they announced that, I mean, it's going to be on all systems, I assume. But, uh, of course, actually, of course, why would I say that? They announced the Lego Star Wars Complete Edition, mm-hmm. or the, the Skywalker Saga. Yes. And it will have every, um, all nine movies um, in it. That's a deal. So, yeah, all nine. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love the Lego Star Wars games. They are the best ones, in my opinion. Mm. But, um, I don't know. They're my favorite. Yeah, they're your favorite. They're my favorite. I disagree yeah. that they're the best, but they are good. I think Harry Potter might be the best ones, but I think that Star Wars is my favorite. <laughs> But yeah, I I felt like the the superhero ones were too. I don't know. That's not what we're talking about <laughs> now. But uh, then I can't. I don't. I don't know. It's my brain is mush with this. Um, cyberpunk happened somewhere around here or earlier, where they showed off Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, and this trailer was really cool, and it was very. You know, cyberpunky, a lot of robot stuff. You have like these um, crazy blade arms that pop out of your arm, and um, you you're you're fighting for your life from this drug dealer. I'm assuming he's a drug dealer. Um, it looks like Rick Ross. And, <laughs> yeah, and then you get knocked out, and you come to in this junkyard of sorts. And this man is waking you up and you look up and he takes his sunglasses off and it's freaking Keanu Reeves, <laughs> which was so good. Man. That's got to be the uh, to me. It's, that's the probably the biggest surprise, I would say, which is which is weird to say, because like a, the biggest surprise of any E3 should be a game. But the, like to me, the biggest surprise was Keanu Reeves being not just a cameo apparently he is a character in the game oh yeah they they i can't remember the name of the character i think they released it but it's a very keanu reeves name um and so yeah that's and it's coming in april Mm -hmm. which is nuts nuts. the fact that this game is even coming out is nuts but (laughs) because i remember i remember last year they wouldn't even they wouldn't dedicate and say it was coming out this console generation. No. They wouldn't. And I was like, oh, that's a good sign that it's not. And then, yeah, April. Whew. If it plays anything like it looks, it, even in, like, it's going to be beautiful. Oh, yeah, it will. That game's going to be nuts. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons, which is like a Diablo version of Minecraft. Which I never thought I'd say I'd be interested to play a Minecraft game. But, uh, yeah, I'm interested. That to changed that on Sunday. Yeah. I love casual beat 'em up games like that. I'm all in for it. Um Gears 5 is coming September mm-hmm. 10th. We got to see a cool Billie Eilish music led trailer. <laughs> and I mean there's nothing else really to report on there. The the trailer didn't show much besides the the new escape mode mm-hmm. 
which uh, Chris sent me some gameplay, and it's in our Discord if you want to go back in the yep. chat. Um, but that is – it's very good. It's very good. Not shown on the floor, though. Not – oh, really? Well, I mean, like, the, the – like, they didn't show it on the E3. It's shown on the floor. So no, like, they didn't. They didn't show it at the conference. They did, like – That's my fault. I said the wrong thing. All this stuff we're talking about, they did no gameplay yeah. during their conference, yep. which was one of my issues with Absolutely. Um, Battletoads got shown with no release mm-hmm. date. Fantasy Star Online 2, which was promised to come to America in 2012, is coming in 2020. <laughs> um, Dragon Ball Z Project RPG finally got a name. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, that's coming in 2020. Um, Scarlet is coming in yep. 2020. And then the biggest surprise to me is that Chris is excited about this, guys. But Tales of Arise oh, man. is coming yeah. in 2020. And you were excited about that, which made me surprised because that is just prime JRPG goodness. I haven't played a JRPG. I was telling David this before the cast started. I haven't played a JRPG since I was like little. And we're talking like Sega CD days. And this game looks incredible. Yeah, it looks really fun and really cool. It, I mean, beautiful at least. And um, I'm very excited for it. There's a bunch of like littler games in there, like Spirit Fair, mm-hmm. which is this cute like, um, like you run a houseboat and there's animal. Yes, that yes, that did look stuff. good. And um, there's a bunch of other stuff like that in there. There's like a flight simulator, like Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah, that looked back. that looked incredible as well. Um, yeah, that's. It's was there anything else, Chris, that you feel like should be mentioned? Because I'm I'm running blanks. I didn't I didn't take notes for everything because I wanted it to be real. And I I do have a big blanks. issue with the indie showcase always being like a far away camera angle. Like I <laughs> okay, I can't yeah. stand stay zoomed into these games. These developers deserve. They're getting three seconds of airtime. Some of them like at least have the editing truck. Or it's not a truck. I'm thinking of wrestling. At least have the soundboard guys and the engineers zoomed in on the video the whole time. When you zoom out for like this panoramic view, I have to go back on YouTube and slow the video down to catch these devs and to catch these games. And like, I don't know. I I know that Phil Spencer wholeheartedly believes in indie talent and indie games, but it's like you got to do them justice for the consumers because we're lazy. Yeah. Um, so that you know, they do that every single year. It's almost like if you were to play Xbox Bingo, you have to put that on Xbox Bingo for E3 because that's what they're gonna do. Um, a couple things before you get into Halo um, is uh, Annapurna Interactive with that 12 minutes game uh, that looks phenomenal. Oh my gosh! I yes. can't wait to play that. I love Annapurna content. Um, you know, Unfinished Swan, uh, Edith Finch. They make, they publish and make fantastic games and unfortunately this game didn't get a release date for those of you who didn't see it it's an overhead view of this guy who's basically repeating the same event over and over again to try to save him and his wife and it's like it, it it's uh i would say if you put groundhog day with like blade runner and max Payne, like there <laughs> it's it's nuts but it, i can't wait to play it that was definitely one of the best of show for me just going by all the games I saw. Like, I love indie games, and I love Annapurna, and I can't wait to play that game. Yeah. 
I'm with you. That that was a big surprise for me. Absolutely. Um, if only Annapurna could um, put some pressure on cardboard computer to finish Kentucky Route Zero, please. Yes. So that I can play yes. the whole thing. That's another one, man. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, I did kind of leave out Halo because I wanted to talk about it at the end and I didn't want to, you know, not have Chris talk at all. I feel bad sometimes. <laughs> I played Halo. I, so, I mean, I didn't play four and five, but I've played Halos. Well, no, about other news. No, I got I, you. I, you, you remember things I don't. <laughs> um, so Halo got this really beautiful kind of sad trailer mm-hmm. where this guy is lost in some shipwreck. Um, he's in a Pelican and he, you know, is just stuck in space and he's watching this hologram of his kid telling him he loves him and he grows facial hair and stuff. So, you know, he's been up there for a long time and he, he gets a signal from a friendly, uh, computer and he wipes the ice away from the windshield and there's master chief and the, the music starts to hit. And oh man, the feels. That was, yeah, um, no, absolutely. They, what a good like cinematic build, right? And they they he pulls Chief in, and um, someone noticed Chris that when they pulled him in and they they he gave him the power jump mm-hmm. that when his visor started up, it is set like th- I think three to five years ahead of after Halo yes. Five. So this is going to be. I bet you they're going to sweep some of Halo 5 under the rug. <laughs> a, a lot of it, actually. Uh, but, yeah, it's it looks very cool, man. I am I like the cinematic. I wanted to see some gameplay because, once again, with a new engine, I want to see what Halo is going to look like and play Absolutely. like. And Bungie does gunplay the best in the industry right now, hands down. That's why Destiny is so good and so addicting is because when you're playing it, the guns just feel right. Like everything, all the gunplay is great. So I'm, I don't know if 343 can do that. And so them making their own engine makes me nervous, but I'm willing to give them a shot. And so I'm excited. It They wipe away the rest of the ice and there's like a giant broken up halo um, which they teased that the Halos were coming back at the end of Halo 5. So, yes. Yep. <sighs> what a conference. They, yeah. It was, it was actually only an hour and a half. It wasn't two mm-hmm. hours. And there was almost no shadow drops, except for the Borderlands 2 DLC yes. um, that dropped Commander Lilith and... I can't remember the rest of it, but yeah. What'd you think, Chris? Overall, um, I I would like to add that they did announce uh, Game Pass Ultimate, uh, oh, which yeah. is it's a good deal if you guys do the math. It's a really good deal. Fifteen bucks gold Game Pass on PC and your console for fifteen bucks a month. Um, they also tied in like exclusives to Game Pass Ultimate, like the Terminator DLC for Gears is via Game Pass Pass Ultimate or pre order kind of hiccup there sorry um overall on the conference um it's really hard to i'm not a journalist but it's really hard to separate like emotion 
Uh, I would say like a B minus. Yeah, I I don't know. I I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna go with grades myself, but I I liked it overall. I I feel better about it as it's aged. At the time, I felt worse about it, but um, as I look back, I I feel more secure about it. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, I understand. The the Halo, the Gears. The fact that all these games are coming to Game Pass day one, pretty much like Gears 5, is bonkers no, to me. No, absolutely. Like, thinking that I don't have to buy like some of these games game. because, <laughs> yeah, is is insane to me. But it also constantly makes me worry about the quality of these absolutely. games. Because, you know, one of the Microsoft-produced games that came out yep. on Game Pass day one, Crackdown 3, was not very mm-hmm. good. But you have games like The Outer Wilds that just not, and it's different from Outer Worlds, which we talked about Mm -hmm. earlier, but Outer Wilds is getting rave reviews, and that's another Annapurna game. Um, I need to play it, but it's getting rave reviews, and that was a Game Pass Mm -hmm. Day 1 game. So it's we'll see. We'll see how it affects game quality. Uh, It doesn't seem to have hurt uh, Gears, that's for sure. So I am excited to get to the next one, uh, which is Bethesda. Which, let me remind you, we did our E3 preview, and you literally said out loud, I don't know what they're going to do with this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I said that, and I ended up being wrong, and I am a man enough enough to admit it, because they – actually ended up making me kind of care about Fallout 76. Yeah, absolutely, man. Because they're going to drop a big DLC where they're going to add NPCs and storylines and stuff like that uh, by the end of the year. I think they said Battle, Battle Royale or something. There's going to be a Battle Royale, which is weird. Which you can play right now for free. Really? Is that the, the preview? That now? The preview. Yeah. Okay. The they announced basically the first two big things they did was the Fallout seventy six gets NPCs and storylines that'll be coming out this mm-hmm. year for free by the way um, not going to cost mm-hmm. money and that Elder Scrolls Blades is coming to the yep. Switch uh, which is pretty cool uh, I and it'll be cross platform with mobile so I'm probably going to start playing it for real on mobile now because. It'll just be free on the Switch, and it'll probably be a better game on Absolutely. there. So then we get into the fun stuff, because they, they really surprised me with a couple of things, Chris. Um, I want you to talk about the next okay. one, actually, because I this is more your realm. Um, because they, they next introduced your boy, uh, Shinji Takami. Yes. Um, so, uh, of course, he comes out for tango and you're like okay you know evil within three uh let's see what they're gonna do and he goes i have a new ip shinji mikami by the way i'm sorry he goes uh i have a brand new ip to show you and i'm like hey like evil within three is not brand new dude like you can't just say it's a brand new it's a brand new game not a brand new ip uh he knew what he was doing and he knew what he was saying because he uh he and his friends show us this game that basically looks like you're Ronin 
and you're hunting down like paranormal entities who are wiping the continent. They're basically Thanos snapping people off the continent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they show this really awesome, uh, really Japanese influenced trailer of a dude who's Ronin and people getting wiped. And he, uh, you know, it unveils that this game's called uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. And it really gave me the heebie-jeebies. And it reminded me of, like, like if I could just describe the teaser trailer, it's like Ninja Gaiden mixed with, like, Fear 2. Which, <laughs> if you didn't think you needed that game, I've played both. And I can promise you that you do need that game. Which... Which is weird because they are coming out to say, even though the trailer gave me this vibe, that it's not a horror yeah. game. But it is. But it feels like yeah, one. Yeah, it definitely... It looks yeah. like one. And Tango's, you know, uh, Evil Within 2, Evil Within 1 and 2 are both creepy as hell. Um, with great game mechanics. So, <laughs> so with, with that, Twitter uh, really took... Because uh, Shinji Mikami is not the lead of this mm-hmm. game. Um, his, I guess his like predecessor or someone that he's been teaching, um, um, Ekumi Nakamura came yes. out and she was just the most precious she really thing was. in the world. She was so hyped to be there and show off her game. And man, uh, that was, that was like the, um, I feel like that was like the Davide Soliani moment uh, during this year. during the video game awards or no like when Davide Soliani um when when Miyamoto said that him and his group did such a good job on Mario Rabbids and it cut to him crying in the crowd oh yeah oh yes, 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 yes. um like this is kind of that moment for this E3 yeah. like she came out and she was just so excited she, was. she really was and it was it great. was great very <clears> endearing <throat> So that game looks cool. Um, then we got the tease of this new game called Deathloop, mm-hmm. which is coming from Arcane yep. Leon, which is not the Arcane in Texas, mm-hmm. um, as I learned because I did some research on this game. And it's it looks really cool. It lo- the, there was a weird, vague theme of Groundhog Day running through some of this Absolutely. E3. <laughs> and this is one of them where it's like two hitmen or two assassins trying to kill each other on this island. And it looks really neat. Uh, like you're scratching numbers into the wall and it doesn't really ever say what type of game it's going to be, but it definitely story wise conveys a neat vibe. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, And then the rest of this sucker was gameplay, man. And I'm about yes. that. That's that was such a refreshing conference after the Microsoft one, and um, that they showed some Wolfenstein. They didn't show too much of that because they've shown a lot of it before, and it's coming July twenty sixth. And they showed some Rage two, which they said that Rage two is going to be getting weekly content, which is nuts. That is nuts. And there's going to be a big expansion. My note here is rage two is looking like I made a good purchase. <laughs> That's my note here. Um, because I definitely did not think it was going to be a good purchase when I bought it, but I, I did buy it just cause I was like, this game looks kind of neat mm-hmm. and I'm glad I bought it. I'm now. glad you did too. But then they play doom eternal. 
And holy yeah, moly, dude. this game. We, I met my Bible study at night, right? <laughs> and this the conference was still going, and so we decided to put Bethesda on the TV. <laughs> and me and my, basically my brother, Zach, and our pastor is watching the gameplay for Doom <laughs> Eternal uh which is with his 13 year old son and this stuff is so aggressively oh, violent is it was like terrifyingly violent and we both were like like every time something gross happened we're like man that was just horrific looking but it was also so oh, cool yeah. like everything in that trailer looked cool but it was also so over the top and it made me care about doom when i've never even played the first one huh. So literally after we're done recording, I am going to go start Doom. Did you, even though I did haven't you ever finished play, Rage I mean, 2. Did you ever play the one, the original ones? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played those. Um, I never played the one where you had like the the one that was on yes. Xbox. Uh, I never played yes. that one. But I played like the original, okay, okay. you know, that yes. Doom. But this game looks and feels like Quake, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And I'm okay with that. And then they so, showed uh, their multiplayer mode, which I'm which I'm pretty interested in. So I didn't I didn't pay attention during that part. What what's uh what is it? So I mean, besides normal multiplayer, the mode is a two v one. Okay. So you have a, a fully decked out Doom Slayer, and then you've got two like monsters. So the objective is obviously to take out the, you know, if you're a Doomslayer, you have to take out both monsters. If you are a, if, you know, if you're the monsters, you got to take out the Doomslayer. And they did show some, they did show some gameplay. It looked really intense. It looked super close quarters. And uh, I'm just curious as to how it's going to, you know, organically work. It's called battle mode. And I'm just curious how it's going to organically work because it's not asymmetrical to the point of like Dead by Daylight and Evolve where you can make the killers like super stacked. So I wonder how you can make how they're going to make it to where a tag team, a tag team of monsters versus a Doom Slayer um, is going to be functional. But I'm assuming they've made it happen because they uh, right. they they advertised it. Of course. So uh, I like I'm I'm all about interesting. Like, give me something fresh. I don't need like course, I don't yeah. need a first person shooter, six v six, eight v eight, battle royale. Right. Like, give me something fresh, and this this is pretty fresh. So I'm super excited about that component too. Because I'll I'll be honest, I rolled my eyes when they said do multiplayer, and then <laughs> they what they showcased, I was like, okay, okay. You're interested I'm interested. Now. You got me hooked a little bit. So- also, a November release. <laughs> yeah, November, um, let me see my notes, uh, November 22nd, which is kind of a little later than I wanted, but I'll take, I'll take it. it and it's coming to the Switch sometime soon after yes. that. Um, I don't know how they get these games running on the Switch, but boy, do boy, they. Boy, do they, man. So, um, also, Wolfenstein, the, the Wolfenstein is coming out on Switch same day, yes. which is nuts. Yes. So then uh, we've got Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. And I want to Ubisoft didn't have too much that was very special. Um, besides Watch Dogs, they Legion, opened the they which, opened the show with crap. yeah they opened the show with a boom. Yeah, Watch Dogs Legion was a huge drop of like uh, 
Um, this game is coming. You're not ready. No, for it, no, we're not. Con- content and wealth. Yeah, and ass kicking grandmas. Yeah, hack hacking grandmas and crazy, like they they mean it. This game looks bonkers. The leak was right. You can play as any NPC if you recruit them to the resistance yep. and it's it's really freaking cool looking man yeah absolutely it's... i i i hated watch i hated the first watchdogs to seth's dismay i didn't play the second one even though from what i watched it looked you know 10 times better more organic no aiden pierce um but this game is definitely like i'm for sure going to find some way to play this game it's it's so funny because every uh, every journalist that I read really uh, has been like, you know, um, everyone does need to go back and play Watch Dogs 2 because that game is very <laughs> underappreciated. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I guess, but <laughs> th- this is coming out. I'm going to yeah, wait. It's just so hard. But, it's so hard if you missed something to like right, really, right. you know, unless it's Witcher 3, which, you know, my little brother's favorite game. Tons of game of the year reviews, so I started playing it four years late. But like something like Watch Dogs Two, where you're looking at Legion in you know six six seven months, it's like, eh, I think I'll just wait. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they had a lot of cool stuff. They showed like you switching between people. It was a very long demo, but it got the point Absolutely. across that each of these people have different stats. And they're all like dynamically generated. Permadeath if you um, die with a character. Yep, you lose that character forever. You have like an arsenal of characters you can flip between. So it's like switching between the three characters of Grand yeah, Theft Auto Five. On a whole new scale. Turned up to five hundred yeah, basically. Absolutely. Um so then John Bernthal comes out and brings out a dog, and I didn't pay attention to almost anything he said because there's a dog on stage. Your, hon- your honesty and, kills me sometimes, dude. <laughs> um, because I, I love dogs and I'm excited for this game, but between the dog and the name of the island, it <laughs> makes me angry. Um, the dog was great, but the fact that the island of the game is called Aroa, it sounds like someone saying Aurora wrong, <laughs> and it bothers me a lot. Game uh, game looks great. I played a lot of Wildlands, as you guys know. Can't wait to play this game with better mechanics and a story and a Terminator DLC, baby. Oddly enough, Terminator t- Terminator Dark Fate got two DLCs in this year. And you know what? E3 between That's Gears and fine. this game. Yeah. It's it's great for Chris. <laughs> Don't say it's just fine for you. Um, then they had this weird showcase where they showed this uh, show by the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah, people. That was coming to really Apple TV. out of place. Yeah, but Ubisoft wants to be more than just a game company, which you can tell because they also talked about the Division Two DLC and there's a Division movie mm-hmm. coming to Netflix. So. They helped out a lot with this show, apparently, and it's going to have its always sunny characters in it, and that's great. I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. Um, I'll have to have Apple TV Plus anyway because they're going to have some TV shows on there that you can only watch on there, of course. Gotcha. So, um, Adventure Time is coming to Brawlhalla, which is dope. Is cool. I've never played Brawlhalla, but you know, I'll play as them um, if I mm-hmm. buy it. 
It's free. It's and free. I don't know if they're free. I can't remember. It's only free until the 25th okay. of this month. Okay. And then you have to pay for gotcha. it. Gotcha. Rainbow Six Quarantine, oh, which if you... I were, cannot wait. If, if you remember the leak of this the space game, mm-hmm. right? There was that space game that everyone was wondering what Ubisoft was doing. Um, that was in, I think, in Watch Dogs 2, right? Where you could see, like, the trailer for this weird yes. space game. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so that, uh, per Jason Schreier, that turned into rainbow six quarantine. Um, I don't know if any of the listeners remember, I don't think you played it. Um, rainbow six also had rainbow six siege had a mode called, um, uh, outbreak that was only right. out for like a week, maybe two. And man, this mode was phenomenal. And I literally, when I was, when it was done, I was, I, I was like having withdrawals. I was like, man, that was so great. And they never brought it back. Like I was like, oh, because it. I mean, it elevated the player base to I think the highest it's ever been since launch. Like it did a lot for Siege, and they never brought it back. And now it makes sense as to why they never brought it back. This was my. This was another game of show for me. Uh, surprisingly, All yeah, right. I'm. I. Uh, I had a blast with Outbreak. Like I had, ho- I had, let's be honest, guys. Outbreak. We kept playing on the har- like really hard difficulties. I didn't finish a single mission, and I still loved it. Like I didn't get the story because we could not complete it because my friends are sadists and wanted to play on the hardest levels. I I can't wait for this game. I'm super excited. No release date, but that's fine. Um, there was also David a big emphasis, and we'll talk about more games. Big emphasis on three player modes. This E3. Yeah. It's it's weird. I agree with you. That's a weird thing that happened. Uh, Gears. Escape. The, the new mode for Gears is three mm-hmm. three people. The Doom multiplayer mode. And the Doom multiplayer mode. Quarantine. this Rainbow Six Quarantine. And there's still more to talk about, but we'll get to them. Yeah. So that's happening. And then Roller Champions got announced. Which I've downloaded, have not had a chance to give a go yet. Yeah, I'll download it. This was leaked it. a while Dang back. It. Yeah, but the there's a free alpha. It looked like something that should probably be out now. It doesn't look like it could have been that hard to make, in my opinion. But uh, maybe when I play the alpha, I'll be proven wrong. Yeah. But I'm excited to play it. I like weird sports games like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. That are not really sports, but it looks Absolutely. fun. looks like rollerball. Yeah. Um, which is what we wanted. If you've seen that movie from which the nineties, which was not great, um, and then Gods and Monsters is coming from the team that made Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And man, what what a paradox that was, because they try to describe this game, and then they show a teaser for this game, and I'm like, man, this looks awesome, and then the conference ends. And it gives you a release date of February, which you remember is before Watch Dogs Legion releasing in March, and they did not show an ounce of gameplay. Yeah, and you also have to think that this is the team yeah. that made Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And it's like... Which means that game came out end of last year. The the so- The marketing choices for just to end a conference with a trailer... That was probably about 35 seconds with no gameplay and then just an abrupt end. Like Eves came out 
and he introduced the guy to talk about the game. They show the teaser trailer. The conference literally cuts to an end. There is no, hey, guys, thanks for watching. Like, it literally just ends. And it's like, I'm super excited about what this game could be. It looks like it looks like Zelda with, you know, Greek mythology, which that's freaking sweet. But it's but is that what it is? I I have no idea. I guess we'll find out in February. Yeah, it looks <laughs> it looks like something. I mean, I'm really excited for but it. But to me that was just a super odd like chain of like chain of events. Oh yeah. No, it's weird to end a it's very strange to end an E3 on something that's not established. With a release date and, with no gameplay. Right. It's kind of bold. Yeah, it is bold. But Yeah, absolutely. That's I, a good word for it. Ubisoft has always been kind of odd on some of those things. Anyway. You're, not, you're not wrong. So um, let's get to the Square Enix thing because I'm not going to talk about all of it because it's hard to talk about everything they announced. Yeah. Um, uh, there, was, there was some mobile stuff that I don't want to get into. Uh, like it seemed like gotcha game Final Fantasy stuff. It was called like Brave XVS or whatever. Um, there was a bunch of they they did a really long intro that focused a lot on Final Fantasy VII remake, which I want to hear you talk about a little bit because your 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 mind was changed a little bit. Um. Here. So okay. So I have never I've never played a Final Fantasy game. Which I guess isn't... I actually did not know okay, this. So, and if I did, I forgot, and holy crap. It, okay, so... But I don't think that's as surprising to you as, like, me having never... Uh, you know, my never having played a organic Pokemon game. I think that surprised you a little bit more. Yeah. So, I never played Final Fantasies. I can't remember why I always had the consoles. I just think I was more involved in, like, organic couch, like couch kind of co-op games because I had a little brother so like playing a game was more likely if I could somehow include my little brother so sitting down into a 50 to 100 hour RPG just wasn't in the cards for me as a kid so I never I never had that you know I never had that experience until I became a teenager and started being able to afford my own stuff and playing my own games I digress uh, the game looks looked incredible. I mean, I know what Final Fantasy VII looks like. The first, you know, the original title. I know what it looks like. So, seeing these characters recreated and seeing the combat that was very Kingdom Heartsy with you know near 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 automata elements. Um, it looked awesome, man. Um, I don't. I I really would like to play it, but I feel like I'm not too sure about the landscape of next year like it's coming out around legion and you know who knows it's coming out around that gods of monster gods and monsters game and who knows when they're going to announce a release date for tales so it's like i don't know if i'll be able to touch it i know seth and david it's a day one for them but having not played a final fantasy game this one is definitely uh worth your time if you've never been a fan of the series or never have played it's you know david and seth kind of argue but across you know the big consensus is that this is the best final fantasy game ever a lot of people feel that way seth would argue with me if he was here which is fine i'm not speaking for him i think 10 is the best best. seven is 10 is so i think 10 is the best but it's also because 10 is my favorite i think it's seven may be one of the best stories gotcha okay 
I just like the I like the leveling system in yes. 10. Um, which is why I'm replaying it slowly but surely. But um yeah, this the the combat looks bonkers, man. I know I've probably said bonkers a lot, but the combat is looks so welcoming to new people, especially if you've played a Kingdom Hearts before. Um, cause it looks like Kingdom Hearts mixed with the active time battle aspects of the combat of Final Fantasy yes. VII, uh, which was very cool. And I'm very excited to see new people play this game. The only issue I still have is it's, um, in Midgar, the begin, which is basically the beginning of Final Fantasy yes. VII and is the first, like maybe five hours of the game and, you know, we'll see what they expand upon. They say it's enough to be a full okay. game. We'll see. I trust them somewhat. Um, I'm just excited to play this game. It's Tifa and Cloud and Barrett and uh, Aerith, Aeris, which is what they showed. And yeah, man, I'm excited. I want you to play this so bad. Uh, if, if because I can the fit story it in, I will. So good. I definitely will if I yeah. can fit it in. I don't think I was expecting March, um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, I do not like that they're still not alluding to the episodic nature of yes. this. And because it's not an episode, this is a full game, but it's not going to cover all of Final Fantasy VII. Yes. So it's kind of misleading on a level. So, you know, I don't know. The game's not out, so I'm not going to complain. Mm-hmm. Because it they could they could make a great game that stretches out Absolutely. that far. So um they announced that Final Fantasy Eight is getting remastered. Yeah, that, was a big, that was a big pop for sure. Which is really cool because there's a lot of terrible rumors and apparently it's very similar to the PC port. Um and maybe that's why it's been so silent for so long, is because it's getting remastered. And it looks very pretty. And maybe I'll give that game another try. I know it's Seth's favorite Final Fantasy, um, even though he's wrong. <laughs> and it's it's Zach's. It's my other best friend Zach's favorite Final Fantasy, and he's also wrong. <laughs> um, so it's you know I a lot of people like that one, but it's a very angsty teenage school story, and I was never huge gotcha. on it. But I got. Um, then they show this game called Outriders. Yeah. <laughs> Which looks really strange. And it's from the people at... People oh, Can I'd Fly. People. Yeah, it's from the People Can Fly team. They made Gears of War Judgment, which uh, burnt. And they made uh, Bulletstorm, which is a, a, cult, a cult classic in my opinion. I loved Bulletstorm. I did too. Which is why I was real mad when uh, Gears of War Judgment wasn't great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But, um, yeah, Outriders looks cool. Um, there there wasn't any gameplay or anything, really. Um, I also don't think there was a release date. Another three-player game. Another three-player mm-hmm. game. Um, Last Remnant Shadow Dropped, uh, which this was a RPG on the Xbox 360, and it's Shadow Dropped for the Switch. So that's pretty cool. Um. You know, it's a shadow mm-hmm. drop, which there hasn't been that many of those this E3. No. 
They showed a Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer for, uh, it's called Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind, which uh, me and Seth have kind of talked about the rumors leading up to this already. And it looks exciting, man. And it's got a lot of cool story beats that they hint at. And you'll be able to play as Roxas and um, Roxas and Riku and Aqua. So it looks very yeah, absolutely. Neat. I'm I'm all about it. Let's talk about the unfortunate thing now, Chris. Okay. Let's talk about Avengers. <laughs> da 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 da. <laughs> because a it didn't use that music, <laughs> which is also a tragedy. Because that is some of the best movie theme music. Dude, ever no played. lie, I put that on for the kids in the car, and they get so hype. Yeah, of course. Like they they start such a they good start song. humming it. They start singing it. They start putting their fists in the air. Like, it it gets you going. So, you know, they tell you that this is all in-game engine footage. And then you see a Quinjet flying to a helicarrier. And it lands. And then you get to see the Avengers. Thor, Cap, Hulk. Or not Hulk, you see Banner. um, Black Widow and Iron Man. And it's a day apparently, which is the Avengers Day. Mm-hmm. And they get out and they go to leave, and then something takes out the Golden Gate Bridge, or it, it cuts out a huge chunk of it. There's a lightning strike, and it's obviously not lightning. Not the golden, not guys. the Golden Gate Bridge. The uh, the was it the Brooklyn Bridge? You think? No, it's Golden Gate. They're oh, they are in California. California? Oh, I missed yeah. that. Um. It was Golden Gate okay. Bridge. I messed that up. Um, and so they they fly over there, and um, Hulk drops. The, the whole 10 seconds of gameplay we get um, is Iron Man flying through the air on this bridge and then Hulk running along mm-hmm. the bridge. It was very obvious that was gameplay. Mm-hmm. That was the only gameplay in this whole mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then they cut the demo out after Black Widow uh, fights with Taskmaster a little bit. Which they like. It's very hard to to for if you don't know what Taskmaster looks like, it could be just generic bad guy number seven. But I know what Taskmaster looks like, and that was Taskmaster. So you know, it's it looks fine, I guess. Um, Their costumes, I'm not a huge fan of. Thor looks very generic and shoddily put together, and Cap's armor. Which is that's the problem is it's armor, it's not a suit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I don't know, what did you think? Because I, I have some feelings about how this game is going to be put together, and I don't know if it's going to be able to be judged on day one. Yeah, um, I've also read some after you know, some stuff after the fact of the behind the behind the scenes closed door gameplay, which I don't understand that man, they you know. You've got gameplay, show it. Like they have it. Yeah, it's coming out in March or May, May, um, May. They have it. They're showing members of the press a fifteen minute around fifteen minutes of gameplay. You couldn't clip. You couldn't have clipped that into your best stuff. Um, I, I, especially since they had this awkward thing with the voice actors. I was super excited at first, uh, seeing just how the environments looked and seeing. You know, graphically, it looked impressive, um, you know, trying to get used to 
characters that we know and love who, you know, are, are mo-capped and cam-scanned with people we don't really know um, is... Because, I mean, Nolan North is doing Tony Stark, which is fantastic casting. But, like, the to me, Tony Stark doesn't look like Nolan North. So it's... I don't know. It, it, the The appearances will definitely throw you off if you're, you know, if you're paying attention and not just excited. Oh, Avengers. Yes. You know, um, I was super excited at first. The bits of gameplay I saw, I was like, this could be a, this could be the game that I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, if they're willing to put, if they're willing to invest time in characters like Taskmaster, who's like a very underrated, super awesome villain, um, with exceptional powers, then I think they could potentially put a game together that we like. Um, I was very disappointed with the May release date. You got to think Cyberpunk's coming out in April and this game's not coming out till May with how long they've been working on it. Um, and then how, how excited they were. I didn't really notice this cause I was kind of, um, you know, after square Enix, I knew I only had one more conference left, which I knew, I knew Nintendo wouldn't like totally disappoint, which we'll talk about. And they didn't, which we'll talk about in a few. But I was kind of sitting there, like, processing just everything. It's kind of like, you know, in Walk Hard where, you know, Dewey Cox thinks about his whole life before he goes on stage. I was kind of having one of those moments. And uh, until David told me how, like, arrogant and cocky the developers were, and I went back and watched, then I started to get, like, a weird feeling in my stomach. Like, I started... Right? I I started to be like, um, you didn't... It'd almost be like hitting hitting a ground out to get one run when you're losing by five it's like it's and the way you're reacting to me last night when i was telling you it was weird how cocky they were i was like man maybe maybe i just perceived it as cocky and it it wasn't but i'm glad you i'm glad you i went back that. i went back and looked and then some of the stuff i've read afterwards and I don't want to throw I don't want to throw Crystal Dynamics under the bus because the first two Tomb Raider games they did were really good. I'm not going to talk about the third one, but the first two were really good. Um, behind closed doors, even they're intentionally not answering questions that are easy to answer. Like someone said, "Hey, could we be four Hulks?" and they didn't they didn't answer the question. So they're intentionally dodging, dodging questions. They're intentionally throwing out terms like true believers and you know you're as a marvel fan i'm not gonna feel bad if i don't like this game i want to like it but don't try to tell don't try to fit me into like this demographic group of of people who because we enjoy marvel and comic books we're we're automatically going to like this game right yeah, they felt like they had a built-in audience and that they were going to knock it out the park no matter Which, what. Which, yeah, I mean, I I think it has potential. What I've read, I read an article from Game Informer, who I love, today, and they said that the game has super potential, but they said at this point it still looks really rough. Yeah, because the game, I've read about this, and, and Jason Schreier, I always say his name because that's like that's the game you go to, yeah. I that's follow who you go to. a lot. Um. You know, this game is going to be a Destiny-esque game. Not, it's not going to be an MMO no, 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 no. or anything, but it's a game-as-a-service game where they're going to be adding yes. missions. There's going to be loot. This isn't going like, to be like a God is... of War, y'all. Like, it's not, yeah, right. it's going to be like you pick missions on a map, 
and you play them. Like, they might have story arcs to them, but I really don't think you're going to get, like, a full narrative of a 10-hour game like you would in, like, I mean, God of War was more like 40 hours. Uh, David is so-so on God of War. I obviously loved it. But you're not going to get, like, a God of War, Last of Us, even Jedi Fallen Order type experience to me. You're going to get, like, pick and choose, hop in, hop out kind of game. That's what I think they're going to offer. And... I mean, I don't know. It's going to be weird. There's going to be, like, group boss battles and stuff. That would be cool. I'm sure that this game is going to look good. But, man, this was not the way to show it. And, I mean, I don't think... I mean, there's been some bad... Bad game releases out there. Where, like, not releases, but, like, premieres. And this is up there. I agree. They they bungled it pretty Mm -hmm. hard. In my opinion, I agree. So I don't know. Well, we'll see. We want as fans, as fans of all the types of mediums that Marvel offers, we want it to be good. So we're not being, you know, pessimistic. We're not being nihilists. We we want this game to be good. It's just not showing anything. The game releasing way late in May. It. I don't. I, I can't really pinpoint as to what that means, but it means like there's still work to be done at the least. I can tell you what it means, and we'll get into it here in a second. But it means that Nintendo's coming to save the day. Yes, that is for sure. Because Nintendo started, and we'll talk about the Marvel game coming from them literally in a month. Yes. And that game looks yeah, phenomenal. I can't wait. But we'll we'll talk about Nintendo. That was a good set. That was a hit. We I didn't did. even mean to. Uh, um, so Nintendo starts, and I don't want to talk your ears off forever, so we're going to go through this, mm-hmm. I promise. Um, Nintendo starts, and Hero is announced. Uh, it's Hero just because it's, you know, dr- the Dragon Quest Eleven Hero, because you can be, you are the person. You make the, you like, you name the character mm-hmm. and stuff. All of them are descendants of Erdrick, which it's shown that, Erdrick and two other of the heroes will be like skin swaps for uh, the main one, which is the Dragon Quest XI mm-hmm. character. Um, and that's coming this and summer. That's, for, that's, that's for shown Smash. to Smash. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they also do a quick trailer for Dragon Quest XI, uh, which is coming September 27th for Smash. And that was also shown which, during Square Enix, right? Yes. Right. But if you, if you thought you had played Dragon Quest XI... Um, they have like really added a bunch of stuff and added a eight bit like to turn into a classic RPG mode, um, to this game, which confused so, me during this, which confused you during, during Square Enix. Yeah. I had no idea what was going on. David had to explain to me, no, you can switch, you know, it's, it's, it's bundled together. Cause I had no idea what was going on. Right. Can I also um, add in, can I interrupt you real quick? I thought the Bowser mix-up was adorable. I thought yeah, that was amazing. That was great. For as great as that was, I'm still kind of sad we didn't get a goodbye to Reggie. To Reggie yeah. But that was yeah. amazing. I love it. I love Doug Bowser. I love that he leans into it and uh, makes yeah, me happy. Absolutely. I'm glad. Um, we got a Fire Emblem trailer, which, I mean, that comes out July 26th. So... They didn't spend too much time on it, but we did get to see that there is a time jump 
um, like after you leave the school and stuff, um, I think. So that's cool. I was worried that the whole game was going to be set in the school. It doesn't look like that is going to be mm-hmm. the case. So that's good. Um, no More Heroes 3 had a short little trailer. Um, that's coming in 2020. It's one of the only things that Nintendo showed that's not coming out yes. this year uh, within the next couple months. There was a Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 trailer, um, which comes out July 19th, with six characters they featured mm-hmm. in it. Um, Electra and Elsa Bloodstone are d- definitely playable. And then Beast, Valkyrie, Ghost Rider, and Nova were all also and, shown. Uh, I don't know if they got the voice actor from Into the Spider-Verse, but Miles' voice is perfect. Yeah, it was very so good. So they it was very good. Guys, they have put the work in to this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely. And the there's an expansion pass for the game where they're gonna be adding characters from Marvel Knights, which um has a bunch of famous arcs in there if you follow Marvel. Um Fantastic Four or yeah, Fantastic Four. And um there's gonna be more X Men coming to the game which is awesome. Yes. So they are, they are really expanding this. They're going to be adding like a bunch of trials and I bet you they're going to add story stuff to it. Um, Switch is pouring a lot of resources into this game because, you know, this is exclusive to Mm -hmm. Switch. So it's going to be awesome. It looks really good and it is probably going to play really good too. Uh, Yeah, I can't, I can't wait. And then we get some Luigi Mansion Three, hype. I know that Chris is very excited about this game. I'm very excited. And he's kind of sad. There is no release date for Luigi's Mansion. I'm very sad. But if you notice the trend of this of this direct, Chris, all of the games they announced are coming out by September. So I yes. bet we're going to get a get a direct. Except for except for a few, but majority are within that within that three month stretch. Right. So I bet we're going to get a, a direct in August where they're going to give us an October release date. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with the spoops. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, like, let's do it. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, uh, it was way more than what I wanted. Like, it, I will say it blew me away. The new movesets they've added to Luigi, yep. uh, the environments, the the co-op mode, I was like, what? Like, with Gooigi? Like, gu- Gooigi? And then, you know, the Ghostbusters-esque, you know, co-op mode that they the added, like the scraper, horde mode. Yeah. yeah, man, I'm so excited. And then they 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 hurt me a little bit, but I'm, I'm moving on. Yeah. Ultimate Alliance 3 is next month. That's what I'm, I'm riding. I'm riding into the sunset yeah. with that. I mean, that, that Luigi's Mansion 3, they still say 2019, so it's coming. Um, then we got the announcement that... Um, Link's Awakening is coming in September, uh, which again on the twentieth. Didn't know you could make me more excited for it. Yeah, I was. I actually thought that was going to be more of a Christmas title, so that's really dope. And it's going to have a dungeon builder in it. There's mm-hmm. no word yet if you're going to be able to share those dungeons with your friends, but you can build your own dungeons and then play through them and get rewards based on the difficulty and stuff. It seems so. That's really Absolutely. cool. Um. Damon X Machina is getting a release date. It's September 13th. So that's a really cool mech game. I don't know how many people are going to play that, but it looked really cool. So I'm excited about it. I will add a little uh, 
asterisk same day as Borderlands three. So that's rough. Yeah. There's a lot of wallet hurt in this E3. Yes. Um, then we got some sad news. I want to do the sad, mm-hmm. all the main Nintendo stuff, and then we'll do the third party. Uh, we got the okay. sad news that Animal Crossing New Horizon um, got pushed to March 20th, 2020. Yes. But we have a real date, and it's coming. So that's mm-hmm. what matters. Uh, it's set on an island, and you can customize everything. Uh, and it's got some, it's got some like, uh, Minecrafty elements in it where you can like combine things to make stuff and it looks really neat you're basically turning you're like turning this island into a home for people it's not my type of game but having played animal crossing before it's definitely like for fans of the series for sure it's gonna be good oh yeah so it looks cool and it's going to be great. There's going to, of course, going to be more directs about this game. And I, and I'm, you know, I'm thankful for, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm thankful for them being transparent. Yeah. Own it. If you got to delay a game, I'm okay with it. Just own it. Don't pretend. Of course. I'm with you. Um, I think there's going to be more to this game than maybe we realize. And I think so and too. So, um, I definitely don't think an island is going to be the end of it. So no. that'll be very interesting to see. Um, but then the, they announced that Cadence of Hyrule is coming out this week, which is mm-hmm. the uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer game, uh, which that is like a rhythm top-down Zelda game. It's going to be weird, uh, but it'll be neat. Um, and then this crazy announcement, Chris, that I, I still cannot fathom. Um, and that is that the Witcher three is coming to the switch. Yeah. The switcher edition. It's it's not called Witcher three. (laughs) Oh man. That's good. And bad. (laughs) Oh, I can't believe I didn't think of that till now. So I love Seth. Um, yeah, that's, it's cool. I, I bet it'll run fine because, CD Projekt Red probably downscaled the right stuff. And, you know, I bet they worked real hard to get it to run on the Switch. Absolutely. And, and it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be neat. It'll be neat. And they fit it on supposedly, and this is where I say supposedly, um, they fit it all on the Switch game card. They did not have okay. to wow. do a download file. Nice. I don't believe that. But okay. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, but it's the full game. So, I mean, Witcher 3 on the go. And I I don't know. We'll see if it's... That'll make me more likely to play it. Because mm-hmm. then I'll be able to passively play it while something's on the TV. So No, I understand that. Uh, for some reason, Resident Evil 5 and 6 are coming to the Switch. <laughs> um, there's going to be a Panzer Dragoon remake. And it's coming mm-hmm. out by Winter, which is nuts. Uh, that game was insane on the, I think it was Sega Saturn. Um, no, it wasn't Sega Saturn. What am I thinking? I can't remember. But this game, like, it's it's very good. I remember playing it. I just can't remember if it was on the Saturn or the Dreamcast. Um, mm-hmm. There was probably one on the Dreamcast, but I know it was on one of those because my friend had a Sega Saturn that I played it on. Um, Nino Kuni 1 is coming September 20th. Which is nuts. There's the really one of the big themes of this E3 was JRPG heaven. 
Um, there's yeah, so many JRPGs, and they're all coming, baby, and I'm here for it. Give me those 90-hour <laughs> games that there's no way I'll ever finish them. Um, Spyro's co- the Spyro Collection is coming September 3rd. Lots of ports. Sinking City um, coming fall 2019. Which, that's cool. Alien Isolation. Alien Isolation. Dead by Daylight got a September release date. Lucky's Tale. Lucky's Tale, so, which was another so Microsoft style, yeah. exclusive. And then the uh, Minecraft Dungeons is also coming. Yep. No, no uh, Ori, which is kind of confusing. Yeah. But but I bet we'll get something. I, I, I still have a feeling it's in there. We also, to, to bundle the two together, did not get anything about Cuphead DLC that's supposed to release this year. Yeah, that didn't happen during Microsoft, and I was bummed about or it. Or Nintendo. Or Nintendo. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's happening with that, but uh, please get we'll to see. work on it. Uh, make sure it's good, too. But let's talk about your Mario and Sonic real quick before we get to the two big yeah, things. Yeah, guys, like, uh, super excited about it. Um, I love Mega Man Soccer. I love going to Dave and Buster's and beating people's records on the 50-yard dash or whatever. Right. Uh, so I, I'm excited to play this game. I think they're fun. I think, uh, you know, being able to play multiplayer in the different modes is going to be uh, a way for me to shine because I suck at games when I have to play against people. So I'm actually, I actually, uh, I actually reacted really positively because I was super excited. Any type of soccer game, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm head over heels about. So I'm super excited to be able to, and it, it, in Yoshi grinding on a half pipe, I was like, okay, like I'm, <laughs> I'm ready. Let's do it. So I'm, su- I, I, I'm super excited about it. It definitely caught me off guard. I totally forgot those games existed, and I'm definitely gonna play it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about this. I'm kind of bummed that it's not a Mario Strikers or a Mario baseball yeah. game, Mario Sluggers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm. We'll take it. We'll take it. I like, mm-hmm. I like these games. Um, then we get a neat little vignette starting to happen we mm-hmm. see our friends donkey kong and diddy kong hanging out taking a nap along with our friend k rule and then a jiggy flies by and if you don't know what a jiggy is a jiggy is from uh, banjo kazooie mm-hmm. and then you're like okay that's kind of neat um and then you you hear a knock at the door or something, and then they look outside, and they see the silhouette that looks like Banjo and Kazooie, and they get kind of excited because and this is a great character touch in the trailer, Chris. Um, I hope more people notice it. Um, is that Donkey Kong Country was made by Rare, right? Yes. And so they're excited to see their friend come home because they know him. Because they were made by Rare, and Rare made Banjo Kazooie before mm-hmm. they, you know, went and got bought by Microsoft. So they get kind of excited, and then it ends up being Duck Hunt Dog. And there's so many good reaction videos out right now on the internet <laughs> of people watching this trailer. There's a great one of the entire, um, like the Nintendo store in New York shows the directs yes. outside, and the crowd losing their mind at Banjo was great. Um, and so then Banjo comes in and kicks, um, duck hunt dogs, butt, and it's Banjo and Kazooie. And 
the excitement on Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong and King K. Rool's faces <laughs> is so awesome. Like they're clapping and cheering because their friend is home. Yeah. And Banjo and Kazooie are coming to Switch, baby. And it's going to be awesome. That is, it is awesome. I, it's a good moment. Yeah. Good moment for everybody. Um, and apparently Phil Spencer said that this was an easy decision because of their good working relationship they're they're having. And it's he's coming in the fall. And I, I still can't freaking believe it. Me and Seth have been talking <laughs> about how natural a fit Banjo and Kazooie would be for so long. And um, just a quick spoiler for you guys. There's going to be two E3 episodes. Um, Seth is actually going to be able to record on Friday. And mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to him about his reactions. So there will also be something for Chris to listen to a little bit. Um, cause I don't know if Chris is going to have time to do two of these bad boys. So yeah, it's really exciting. I love Banjo and Kazooie. Um, the, the next best thing that can happen hopefully is that there will be a new game eventually, mm-hmm. but it is the classic Banjo Kazooie design and not the nuts and bolts one, which is great mm-hmm. too. So I'm, I'm sorry. I, I know that not everyone loves Banjo as much as me. Um, cause Marianne didn't even know who Banjo and Kazooie were <laughs> and that hurt my heart well, a little bit. That's why E3 is E3. So, um, that, and then they said, Hey, thanks for watching this direct. Um, we've got something a little more to show you. And then this weird wispy stuff starts showing up out of the dark. And then you see what's clearly Link and Zelda from yep. breath of the wild. And it's like, what the heck? And then they see the skeleton thing hanging. And um, it gets real spooky. And there's a <laughs> bunch of weird stuff. And it all starts to go into Link's hand, which is strange. And then there's this explosion under Hyrule Castle, seemingly. And they tell you that the sequel to Breath of the Wild is being worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, no date or anything, of course, because it's just being worked on. Um, but it's in the same engine, obviously, and everything. Mm-hmm. And that was a heck of a showstopper because mm-hmm. you know that that thing is coming out next year or beginning of 2021. Mm-hmm. And it is going to sell gangbusters. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's a great, you know, to be fair, we might end up getting, we really might end up getting a Legend of Zelda and Metroid Prime in the same year. Which Ooh. would be nuts because that'd probably be 2021. Absolutely. I don't think we're getting, I don't think we're getting Metroid Prime 4 in 2020. So, no, I mean, it's so insane that this is happening <laughs> and <laughs> it's very exciting. Um, and I don't know, Nintendo's Direct always does it for me. Um, I think what mainly did it for me this year, even though Animal Crossing got delayed is that there is a big title for the beginning of next year because the Mm -hmm. Switch's titles have been slow, you know, this Mm -hmm. the the beginning of the year the past two years. And so to have something that big coming out at the beginning is is good. I also think you forgot to mention another best of show, which was Astral Chain. Oh, my gosh, yes. Astral Chain. Man, that game looks cool. It looks yeah, so I can't, good. I can't wait. And it looks so, oh, it looks so platinum. It's just, it looks like plat- a platinum games. It looks and feels like it, which is amazing. 
with a release date of this year in August, end of August. Yeah. And man, it's that was that that blew me away. Yeah. Didn't even think that was going to come this year. I thought that was next year. I think they said this year when it Did they? debuted, but I can't remember. So I can't hold that. Um, okay, so real quick, before you sign off with the reminders of the giveaways and the social media and all that that dad stuff, we committed a cardinal sin. We forgot to talk about Devolver Digital. Oh, man. I watched that after midnight, and I barely remember what was on Okay, it. so your boy Chris going to wrap it up real quick with the Devolver Digital uh, because we got to give them some love because they only make great games. One of your favorite games, I believe, this year so yeah, far Katana was Zero. made by them. So um, they basically start. you know, if you guys haven't watched a Devolver Digital Direct ever, it's out of this world. It's super campy. It's hilarious. It's just tropes of the gaming industry. And there's a theme every year. So you'll have like they it carries off into like a story. So you're going to have to go watch the one from two years ago and watch them kind of build into each other. But what I loved about it is they said they're going to they basically hinted that they're going to start doing directs. Because they called this Devolver Direct, which was super exciting for me because I like that path for them. Uh, real quick, they talked about uh, Devolver Bootleg, which is just bootleg versions of all their games. Yeah. So instead of Hotline Miami, you've got Hotline Milwaukee. And it's good stuff. It's available now. Uh, it's selling It's selling really well. Um, they announced that Enter the Gungeon is going to be an arcade cabinet that they're going to be selling out to arcades. Um, it's called uh, Enter the Gungeon uh, House of the Gun Dead. And so, you know, hopefully, you know, your local D&B uh, can grab that so you can play uh, via an arcade-style cabinet. Um, if you guys didn't know, uh, my friend Pedro is coming out June 20th. Can't wait to play that game. They announced that last year. Um, the Another best of show for me was Fall Guys. They yeah. showed this. Uh, they showed this adorable-looking game of a bunch of panda bear-looking hero, big hero, like Baymaxes, basically competing in what looked like MXC. And no guy la douche, but it's a battle royale game that basically just looks like a cluster f of little Baymaxes running through these insane obstacles. And it's coming next year, and let me tell you, it is a best of show for me. I cannot wait to play this game. I love battle royales that are done like differently and exquisitely. Like the, if you guys have ever seen the game Marbles on Twitch, I love stupid, campy stuff like that, and I cannot wait to play this game. So it's a best of show for me. Um, they also announced uh, Messengers, uh, the Messenger DLC, and a couple other things. So. Definitely check it out, but their games are all amazing, and we forgot them because I think uh, Microsoft and Bethesda just kind of destroyed our brains, and so having to relive the those moments, we we didn't do it in order, but we didn't forget about you, Devolver. We got you, baby. Yes, you did. I forgot about all of that, really. <laughs> I was so tired. I was so tired. Um, but yeah, um, with that... We appreciate you listening to this super long episode. Yeah, it's the biggest episode of the year yeah, every year. always. And we uh, want to remind you that the contest is happening, so share us on social media and tag a friend for an entry. 
uh, and mm-hmm. we'll do a random drawing next week on the episode, and we will send you a, a suplex service. And we appreciate you for listening and for you know gifts, spreading the love and join our Discord and talk to us about video game news because there's always more news to talk about and we keep things separated by channel. So it's you know pretty organized for the most part, which I like mm-hmm. a lot because my brain works better that way. <laughs> and absolutely. Um, yeah. So with that, we will see you next week, which will probably be a boring week because there's so much news this week. There's going to be nothing next week, maybe. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, Bye. See you guys.